Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode one of the Hockey Skate Podcast with Sam Hasek, presented by Sam Hasek Media. It is my absolute honor to welcome now to the show our very first guest. She began her collegiate career at The Ohio State University, where she would spend four seasons playing in 107 career games before finishing her career as a captain at the University of Wisconsin. She is currently an assistant coach with the Syracuse University women's ice hockey team and plays for the Buffalo Buttes. It's my pleasure to welcome their show, Claudia Kepler. Hi, thanks for having me. Sam, I like your shirt. Thank you. Now, we'll get right into things here. Uh, getting into your early life, when did you start playing hockey? Um, I started playing hockey when I was around the age of three or four. Um, my dad put my brother and I on skates when we were about two years old, and we'd go skate on the lake in Madison. So I started at an early age. Now, uh, at what age did you kind of realize that you actually wanted to play hockey and kind of take it seriously? Probably when I saw my first Badger hockey game. Like, I think my dad took my brother and I, and then from then on, just on the ice all the time. Now, growing up, did you always play with girls, or was it kind of a mixture of growing up playing with guys and then into girls? Um, I grew up starting playing with boys. I was pretty much the only girl on my team. Um, and I grew up playing with my brother. And then right about the age where you could start checking, there was this girls team in the area. It was called the, uh, the Wisconsin Ice Spirit. My dad told me, hey, go out there, give it a try. It's all girls team. And from that point on, I, I came home after the first practice and I could not stop smiling. Like it was I was laughing the whole practice. I had so much fun. I was like, yep, dad, I'm going to play girls hockey from now on. So that was the point where once I was able to be surrounded by all girls and be on a hockey team, I felt like I belonged. And uh, that's when I started playing girls. Now we'll go past your high school days here and now into the commitment process for Ohio State University. Uh, when did you commit and uh, when did you know Ohio State was a school for you? Um, my recruiting process was uh, a little, little tough at first, just because um, I would say that as a player, I was like a late bloomer. Um, I didn't really start knowing where I wanted to go or gauging uh, what type of school I wanted to go to until late junior year. And going into my senior year um, in the fall is when I committed to Ohio State. And it was really the only school I had like um, that had heavily interest in me. Uh, so from there, uh, that's where I felt wanted. And from that point, I was like this, I'm going to go with this. It's a big school. It's big 10. It kind of reminds me of Madison a little bit. And I had, I just went with my gut on it and I met a lot of great people while I was there. Now take us through your first NCAA game. What were the nerves like and uh, how did you prepare for it? I think it was against Mercyhurst. Um, I had to actually look it up when you sent me the questions. <laughs> I had to look it up. It was 2013-2014 uh, season. It was against uh, it was against Mercyhurst, and I think that full week of practice, I was just like, I got to work on getting the puck out. Like the game's faster. Uh, the last thing I want is a turnover in the D zone as winger. So I worked on getting the puck out and doing breakouts. Get the puck out, get it in deep, and change. That's what I worked on. <laughs> 
Now, take us through your first NCAA goal. Who was it against, and uh, what was going through your head when the puck went in the net? <laughs> um, so my first goal was actually against Wisconsin at Wisconsin, uh, and it was weird because like a week before something, I had an empty net shot that the goalie was pulled. Um, I shot the puck from the red line or something like that, and it just ended up not going in. Uh, so that was my attempt at my first goal <laughs> and I was close to it, but I didn't get it. So at Wisconsin, my first shift, I was, the coach started me, my whole family was there. I was a freshman the whole time. I was just thinking like, okay, don't, don't trip going up to the starting lineups, just have a good first shift. <laughs> and um, I ended up getting the puck in the slot and I just kind of shot it on net and it went five hole. I think it was more of a luck goal than anything else, but um, it felt like a dream. It felt like a movie being able to score my first goal in front of like all my family and friends back in Madison. So now take us through some of your favorite memories of playing at Ohio state. Um, favorite memories, probably just hanging out with some of my friends at Ohio state. We had a, we had a cool setup once we moved out of the dorms. Uh, there's this townhouse on 11th Ave. And there was about four of us that lived upstairs and three of them lived downstairs. So it was the hockey house and we were nonstop hanging out with each other like every day. Um, and I think those, that's when most of my like favorite memories came from Ohio state. So. Now, if you could go back now and give your younger self a bit of advice now that you've played your whole college career, what would it be? Just keep showing up and doing the work. Um, there was a time my freshman year where I just like, I didn't know where, you know, in terms of being in a lineup or like how I matched up with like the rest of the hockey players. And all I did was I just, I showed up and I did the work. Um, and you can't really control what type of success you have, you know, exactly how you have it planned out in your head, but uh, you can show up and you can do the work and you can outwork anyone else you know, you got to make sure that you're working harder than anyone else on the other teams and you bring your friends along with you. Um, and that, I mean, just, just being prepared and, and working hard um, will also help control any worries that you may have about success. You know, as long as you're showing up, like I said, showing up and doing the work, you, you can't really control what else happens. Um, and that kind of brings down some worry as well, like performance anxiety and stuff like that. So now after playing 107 career games with Ohio State, you had a transfer year. So take us through that um, and kind of what led to the decision to switch to uh, University of Wisconsin. Um, we had there was a time where there was a, like three different head coaching changes in about three years. So um after my junior year, I was just in a spot where I just wanted to enjoy hockey again. And I think through all the changes, it kind of affected me as a player. Um, so I reached out to see if I could transfer back home where I knew that I would have a good time, I would have fun. Um, and it ended up working out really, really awesome for me. And uh, it was a dream come true to be able to, to go back home to Wisconsin and play in front of my family and friends. So Now talk about adjusting to a new school. Obviously, you're back home where you felt more comfortable and you were named a captain in your first season with the team. So just take us to uh, getting named captain there. 
Yeah, I, I honestly didn't expect that one. Um, at my red shirt year, I just was always on the ice working hard. I, I was enjoying my time, just being able to um, be at home and to, to work on the things that I've always wanted to work on without having the stress of school and performing well in games. Um, so having that red shirt year really helped me adapt to a new environment and a new team. Um, and I made a lot of great friends along the way, and I think that helped as well. Um, and in terms of getting captain, like I said, I didn't expect it, but it was a, it was a great honor to, to wear the C in, in Madison. And uh, we had a great season, and I was uh, co-captain with Bailey Wellhausen, and it turned out, you know, she was a player that I grew up playing with in camps locally. We were both Wisconsin girls growing up, so it was really fun to go out that way. Now, what were some of your favorite memories from that season? Uh, definitely the one that really comes to mind was playing in the NCAA quarterfinal game at Le Bon. I think they sold out every, every seat and they had like standing room available and they sold that out. Like it was packed house. And of course, like I was so nervous, like my hands were shaking going into the game because it was against Minnesota, a border battle going to the, this is like to determine who goes to the frozen four. So it was, it was one of the most nerve wracking and exciting games I've ever been a part of. And it felt so great to come out with a win and end up going to the frozen four after that. So. Now talk about, obviously Wisconsin has a big history and the last couple of years, they've been really good. So talk about being an alumni and seeing the uh, girls team have the success they've had the last three seasons. Yeah, I mean, I'm nothing but proud to be a Badger. Like, I, I grew up being a Badger fan. It's all I wanted when I was a kid. And uh, to see them have success year after year just shows you, like, how great of a program it is and how, like, professional they treat their their program. Um, and they have so much support locally from the city of Madison and from the university. So I'm super proud to see them every year make a good run with their season so now if you could go back would you change anything about your college career or where you went no I I think oh well I did deal with a lot of adversity there was a lot of changes and there were a lot of tough tough moments with hockey that I had to go through but a lot of it helped me become and made me who I am today and as, as much as I would like, I would like to not go through some of those hard things. Like they really did change my perspective on a lot of things and uh, that I can't, I wouldn't want to change for anything. So. Now what's one bit of advice you give to a college player today? And remember being the assistant coach, all the Syracuse girls will be listening to this. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I like to tell them like, couple years from now like what you think is like a maybe it's a problem or an issue that you may think is like super important and is frustrating and a couple years from now you're gonna look back and you say oh maybe that wasn't as big of a deal as it was or um and I think what what I mean by that is that I try to get them to take a lot of pressure off themselves because they're there they're there to enjoy their time and I know all of them really just want to have a good season. They want to play their best and they 
they want to be perfect and that's really, really hard to do and no one can be perfect. So I like to say, you know, a couple of years from now, this isn't what's going to matter is your teammates. What's going to matter is having fun, playing the game that you love and working hard and learning things along the way. Um, so that's the biggest thing is trying to, you know, gauge a perspective while you're a player and going into uh, your college career of what, what really does matter and what maybe doesn't. And, um, like I said, teammates working hard, your schoolwork, those things all matter and trying to gain a great perspective on those things. Yeah. Now, a lot of girls, uh, that finish up their senior year, they'll enter the, uh, NWHL draft or PHF draft, um, and head to professional that way after your senior year at, uh, the university of Wisconsin, you headed over to Sweden. So, uh, talk about heading over there. What was the experience like? And, um, how long did it take to adjust to living overseas? Yeah, I was super excited to head overseas. I went uh, over with one of my buddies, uh, Jess Healy. She's uh, played for University of Duluth. And we were roommates in Janköping, is a city in uh, Sweden. Played for HV71. It was really cool. Um, I was excited to start living like the, a little bit like the professional hockey lifestyle where all you had to worry about was was hockey and that was really cool um I got to focus just going to the rink that was my job I got to do extra workouts because I had time I got to take care of my body the way I wanted to um and most importantly I got to enjoy a new new culture a new a new country and explore with some of my friends so it was it was an awesome experience and I think a lot of players uh, when they're graduating college they should think about maybe exploring a different country while playing or look into those opportunities because they are life-changing as well so now what are some of the crazier things you guys experience while over there probably like the different types of food overseas they like to eat like I don't know like I know in Sweden, they have like the, the paste in the tubes or whatever, they're flavored. You put it on the crackers. I, I don't think I was able to try some of those. It was, it was tough to look at that, but uh, different types of food. Now there was really good uh, Swedish fika that I loved. That's uh, where you go and get coffee and like a pastry. They have all these different types of pastries and we call it, it's fika, that's what they call it over there. Um, we did that like every day. <laughs> so <laughs> I ate a lot of pastries. <laughs> now, the first time you went into a grocery store, did you ever buy the wrong thing thinking it was something else? Uh, I tried to probably, I don't think I could like, if anything, it was probably like in the dairy section, like I meant to get like yogurt and got sour cream or something, but um I tried to stick to like the outside of the store. So when you look at something you're like, oh yeah, that's a tomato. Like I don't need a label for that. <laughs> but um, yeah, I would stick to the outside and brand names just so it'd be easier. But there's definitely some things that we like to try. Like we picked up different types of like chocolate or different pastries. Like I said, that like we're, we're so into trying new things. Um, and we even looked up some Swedish recipes like cook at home so it was it was all fun now what was your living arrangement like over there was in a nice uh apartment or did you have kind of a small place 
No, it was an awesome place. It was like a townhouse. We lived on the, like a duplex. We lived on the top part and uh, our landlord and his family lived below us and they were so nice to us. They were the, the best people ever. They always came up and offered us like food from their leftovers from their dinner, or they'd always check in on us and take us to the grocery store. And it was a beautiful view. We had this deck and it would look out on one of the lakes that's in Yanchiping and it was gorgeous. It was, it was absolutely gorgeous. So it was an awesome setup. That's awesome. I had a couple buddies go over there last year and I, from what I heard, the uh, living experience wasn't as beautiful oh, really? as you just described. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, one, one of my buddies, Ethan Cardwell, he, he's on the Showbound podcast. He um, went over with a couple of his buddies and they had like, I think it was two rooms in a closet basically. And one of them slept in the closet the one night after getting a goal and an assist. So, I mean, uh, they called it the grease closet, I think, but um I was laughing at him with it uh, a little bit whenever we talk about it. So, yeah, uh, some people uh, get used to living over in Sweden for a year and some people don't, I guess. So, yeah, yeah. Now, sure. did you ever have to speak Swedish at any point during the season or were you able to go over and kind of have someone that would understand what was being said? Um, a little bit of both, like, depending on, like, a lot of people in Sweden, they start learning English on the side when they're in second grade. So a lot of them actually know a good amount of English. So like if I was ever struggling, I could ask like, do you speak English? And they'd be like a little or yes, like they would get super excited because they, they know how to do it. And so that was really cool because it was once you started to learn like the basic words that you needed to go to the grocery store. So it, it actually got pretty easy. And if you ever needed to ask, most people knew how to speak English or at least knew someone close to them that could and that could help you. Um, another time where I had to speak Swedish, which was really fun, was uh, we would have, we would coach this youth girls program every Tuesday. And uh, it was just so fun because we had a translator on the ice and we would speak and then he would speak back to the girls and then we would just kind of have to like exchange by like, like hand signals, like, yeah. And it, was, it was really fun. Um, and I got to learn a, a couple of words. I probably don't even remember them now, but <laughs> it was, it was a good time. It was a good time. Now, a lot of places overseas have uh, bigger ice. So playing on the bigger ice was an adjustment for you. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest part is like when you're on the big, bigger ice, like any turnover, you're skating like three or four more strides to go get the puck. So that, that's the hardest part. It's like a, like in Sweden, like, like their preseason workouts, it's all running. And I understand why now, because like, it's a bigger ice surface. They need to be able to move on the ice. Um, and yeah, like anytime you miss the net, it rims around, you got to go get it, you got to go that much more further. So it is a different game, but you have more time and space. So that was, it was fun to adjust to that and learn how to um, better my game in different ways on that or ice surface. So now after that season with HV71, you headed over to China, which right now probably isn't the nicest place to be in. Um, but you spent a full season over there. Take us through what led to leaving Sweden for China and what were some of the experiences like? 
it was it was really cool to be over there and we actually had a really good setup like our apartment was really nice and uh we had uh so everyone in our organization we we lived in the same apartment complex um which made it super easy and um comfortable to live in because anything that we needed was right in that apartment complex and we also had um kind of like a buffet meal for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So anything in regards to food was super easy as well because we just go downstairs and our dinner was ready. And then anything outside of that, we could go explore to go to the malls. And I was, I was super excited about the whole experience. I mean, like I love exploring new cultures and, and I mean, some of the things that they have, like their cities are beautiful. Um, going to Beijing that was really cool to see I got to see like the transformation from the 2008 summer olympic buildings and when we were there they were gearing up for the olympics that are now so we saw them working on changing like the ice cube or the the water cube and turning it into an ice cube basically so <laughs> it was it was really cool to see I I, I love my experience there. and the people there were so nice to us and so welcoming so now, what was it like adjusting to uh, a new language, kind of in a new city? Um, well, we also had translators on our team, so that was really helpful. Um, but it was a little bit different than in Sweden. I think when um, we'd go out and about, like go to this local Starbucks or something like that, and we needed directions, it was a little bit harder to find people that spoke spoke like fluent or like half fluent English so in that way we we really had to use our google like translator apps and but we had a solid group of us like we had a good group of friends and we would always explore together um and the Chinese players on our team that spoke fluent Chinese were awesome they came with us everywhere and they were so helpful like so 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 helpful like if we wanted help with ordering something online we'd go right up to their rooms and they would it just showed us how to do everything. It was great. Like they were so well welcoming and they're fun to hang out with. It was really cool. Now, what were some of the craziest experiences you had while over there? I think the coolest part was being able to play in Beijing. We were there for a couple of weeks and uh, we were able to go to the Great Wall of China. And that was something where like you see pictures of it and like you learn about it in school, but then you're like, you're standing on it. Like, you're like, holy cow, like I'm on the Great Wall of China. Like, this is, this is really cool. Like, it's one of those, like, am I going to dream moments? Like I'm on the Great Wall of China. Like, this is, it was amazing. Like, it was really cool to be a part of that. So now talk about some of the friendships you made over there and what they mean to you now being back in North America. Yeah, I think like being in a different country and meeting all different types of people with different backgrounds, like it, it's, it's an awesome experience. And I think it bonds you in, in, in a way that um, is, is really hard to explain. And, but you become close friends with everyone. Um, and to this day, you know, you still keep in touch with people. I mean, our core group of, of people, we, we still have a group chat and we still send things to each other every now and then. And say like, hey, remember when we did this or blah, blah, blah. And it like, it always puts a smile on my face. So 
like even though like we may be living in different cities now like having those friendships like remain for like a lifetime we experienced something so cool all together so now that season you guys won a championship so take us through what it was like and how amazing a feeling that was yeah it was it was really cool we were um we went through some adversity because at the time we were in Shenzhen and then uh we found out that COVID like the new virus was arriving and we had to make a quick decision like okay how are we going to finish the season most of our season was in Russia so uh, we packed our bags and last minute we got out and we, we moved to Russia. Um, so we spent six weeks in St. Petersburg, which was really cool. Um, great city. We explored, we had good time, but it was all kind of like, it all happened so quickly. We didn't really have time to process it. And I think that kind of gave us a little bit of struggle here and there um, towards the end of our season. But it was good to come out on top. Like we didn't really, I mean, UFA was a great team. We played them in the championship game and that series was tough. Like they, every time we played them, we came out with like bumps and bruises. Like it was a tough game. So to come out and win, win the whole thing after all the adversity was really cool. It felt awesome. Now we'll transition into coaching at Syracuse you're an assistant coach with the women's team there so take us through how that opportunity arose and why you wanted to get into coaching yeah um so I wanted to get into coaching because of my experiences that I had as a player and a lot of that is because of the coaching changes that we had and I was able to learn a lot from many different college coaches um and same time I was very fortunate to have a lot of great youth coaches growing up in the Madison area. Um, so I felt like, you know, I had a lot of good knowledge on like how to approach the game and how to spread the love of the game and encourage others. Um, my mom's an educator and she's awesome at it. And so growing up, I was able to watch firsthand how to like educate and be passionate about teaching. Um, so I wanted to put hockey and education together. And um, that's when I, really realized like, hey, like I, I really like coaching skill development. I started doing camps. Um, and then, you know, after playing overseas and stuff like that, I still wanted to be involved with the game. I saw that there were a few job openings. I didn't really know if I was going to get a position at the division one level right away, but I just thought I'd put my name out there. At the time I was still like training and, uh, you know, hoping a hockey opportunity would come my way. So I didn't really know what to expect. And then I ended up getting a call with a job offer after a couple of interviews. And I was like, kind of shocked, but also like super excited. And I was like, well, I guess I'm going to be a college hockey coach now. So yeah, it was cool. It's cool, uh, cool thing to go through over summer and I'm happy I'm here. So now what's your funniest coaching story? Have you been yelled at by a ref or anything yet? No, I'm, I'm pretty good on the bench. <laughs> um, I don't know. I would say probably more embarrassing coaching story was like earlier in the year, like I was watching a drill and one of the drills and, you know, girls were going down and they're shooting on the goalies and the, the, the rebounds were going really hard into the corners and the pucks were sliding along the edge of the boards and I was standing by the blue line 
I didn't, there was a lot of pucks that came past and behind me and I didn't see one of the pucks. So I stepped backwards. And of course I stepped on a puck. I just tumbled down and <laughs> my feet came right out under me and I caught myself Oh my, my baggage. It was fine. I stood up. I felt fine, whatever, but I was just a little embarrassed. And then I went for a run after practice, you know, trying to shake off the fall of it. And the, the next day I woke up and I, my back was just, I couldn't walk. I was in the, I had to go, I was like hunched over into the training room and Shelby, our athletic trainer was working on my back. So I could, I could be able to coach in like the next 30 minutes. So I was a little embarrassed. Like all the girls walk in they're like, what is she doing? Like, why is she in the athletic training room? And it was because I hurt my back slipping on a puck so. now what does a normal game day look like for you as a coach what time do you get to rank and how do you kind of prepare for the game yeah I mean normally during the week we practice in the morning so um, I'm usually like I get out of bed I get everything ready and I go right to the rink for practice in the morning so on game days it's kind of nice because I can wake up and kind of have my own morning routine and uh, have a cup of coffee. I clean my apartment a little bit, get everything set. And then uh, after that, I get going to the rink. I like to do a nice workout or something before, I you know, mid afternoon, uh, do something for myself personally, you know, just to get my body moving. Um, after that, you know, I get ready for the games and I go to the grocery store, I get the girls the snacks, <laughs> the pregame snacks. Depending on the day, you know, I either get them some some nice like uh, Sour Patch Kids or like a surprise. I like I like to treat them with some surprise snacks. So that's always like the fun part of my day is like going to the grocery store and picking out their pregame snacks. But after that, then uh, I you know set it all up and I come back to the rink and by that time it's from four or five and we're just kind of hanging around talking about pregame stuff before we get on the bench to go coach. So we hang on the office, we turn on the NHL network and talk hockey for a bit. So and it's fun. I like it. It's definitely a different vibe than uh, playing. So. Now take us through your favorite and least favorite road trip in the NCAA. <laughs> well, I haven't really been on, like as a coach, I really haven't been on, too many road trips like I mean I still have yet to go to Penn State which is this weekend as a coach and then um, Mercyhurst I also have yet to go to so um, I do have to say that going to Clarkson it's a little intimidating because you have to walk across the ice and then some of their fans chant fall at you so I, <laughs> it's a little intimidating so I would say maybe that's one of my least favorite places to go to and but I was lucky that they had an athletic trainer that had the spikes on the shoes and he walked me across and he linked the arms so it was all good it's all fun I still you know it's cool to go over there and play um, in that rink um, favorite place to play I personally like I I played at Penn State a while ago. Um, I think there was maybe one series when I was at Ohio State that I was there. So I'm looking forward to this weekend because I've heard that, I mean, I, I remember the rink, but I, I can't clearly remember, but all the girls love going and playing there as well. So I'm looking forward to, to going to that rink this weekend. Now, as a coach now, do you dread the arenas that you have to walk across the ice just because you might slip and fall? 
Well, I just, I prepare. I always ask, do we have to walk across? <laughs> and then if they say, yeah, like this week you have to walk across the ice, I'm like, all right, I'm going to get my good shoes on. <laughs> Depending on the shoes that you wear, I mean, you could go down pretty quickly. So, Yeah, uh, I work for a team up here doing social media up here in uh, Ontario. And a couple of years ago, I wasn't with the, the team, but I'm now assistant coach and uh, our head coach's brother, they went in an admission to get espressos. Like our, our coaching staff loves espressos. We have an espresso machine in our coaching office just because they all love it. And in the intermission, they had to go to a, like a Starbucks, I think it was. And you have to walk across the ice in the arena that a team was playing in. And so they thought they had more time than they did. So they come back five minutes into the second period and they have to put their espressos in their jackets and then walk across the ice with everyone watching them. So I, I had a good chuckle oh, on that one. When our GM told me that a couple of weeks ago and I was like, yep, of course, that, that explains everything with our coaching staff you need to know. So, Wow, that's funny. That's a funny story. Now, Syracuse has some pretty awesome jerseys. So what's your favorite Syracuse hockey jersey? Well, we, I, like, I like the Navy. I think it looks pretty sharp, pretty, pretty old school looking with just the, the Syracuse crust, the top. Um, yeah, I like the Navy. Goes well with the breezers and the helmet. Now, before we move on from Syracuse, one person I had to reach out to was Digi, who plays on your team. And a couple of things she told me to ask you was, oh, yeah. explain your stick handling police duty. <laughs> you know, they call me the stick handling police because when we're like the stick handle too much before they shoot it. So I always I'm yelling stick handle no stick handle, and and to and sometimes I just do it to be funny because there's I mean you only have to stick handle the puck in in games and in, in drills but um, there's times when I want them to quickly release the puck and so I'm like yelling down the ice like no stick handle let's go and <laughs> so now I'm the stick handling police. <laughs> That's awesome. Now let me find the other one. It was. Well, she asked one of the two fan questions we got. What is it like to be the backbone of go goalie world? The backbone of goalie world. <laughs> I don't know. All, all the other players do really well. I think they're the backbone. I'm just the organizer. <laughs> we do like to get injured, though. We It's fun. Like I, I like to use goalie world as a time where we just have fun on the ice. We, we, we crank the tunes. We kind of just go from drill to drill. Uh, you know, we're not going, you know, super hard or, you know, working on our conditioning during Goral World. It's just fun. We get extra reps of shooting and um, working on some goalie stuff. And it just, it, we get a lot of laughs out of it. it. It does us a lot of good just to be out there enjoying our time together. Now I'll give you a chance to get back at her. I'm going to interview her probably later this week. So what's one thing everyone <laughs> should know about her coming on? I'll have to think. I'll have to think hard. I'll have to send you a question to give, to give her. <laughs> Maybe something will arise after the weekend against Penn State. <laughs> Maybe yeah. like what, what, ask her what, uh, what she had plans on doing in a certain play or something like that. So I'll have to wait and watch the game. <laughs> 
Now take us through signing with the Buffalo Buttes and what it meant to know that you were playing professional hockey. Uh, yeah, it was cool. Um, luckily, like um, Nate, the GM, Nate Oliver, he reached out to me in December asking if I would like to join. You know, we've always had a good relationship where we've uh, kept in contact ever since that I graduated uh, college. And he's just always been a great guy to call and just say, like, we just talk hockey, like, hey, how's the league doing? You know, what, what's this year look like? You know, I, like, how are you doing personally? All that stuff. So he's a great guy to always just keep in contact and to, to talk hockey with. And throughout, like, carrying out those conversations and having a good relationship with them, you know, after I moved out here to Syracuse, he asked me again, hey, how are things going? would you want to join the Buttes? And, you know, I was like, Hey, like, why not? Why not give it a go? Um, so right now I'm, I, I kind of have my schedule worked out where, you know, whatever games I can attend outside of uh, Syrac coaching at Syracuse, I, I get in the car and drive to Buffalo and, and throw on the Buttes jersey. So. Now, uh, one thing that was, uh, mentioned this year and came up uh, at the start or midway through the season, I guess now, uh, the salary cap increase in the PHF. Uh, how much does this mean to all you players? It means a lot. Like it, it really does. I think of other players as well. Um, we've always had to have in the summertime or even during seasons and during pro hockey, where we've had to have two to three different jobs to support our hockey career. Um, and it's, I mean, there's a lot, a lot of hard work that goes into it. I mean, I think like almost every summer I was bartending, coaching and working at like Lululemon. And like, I had about three or four different jobs or side gigs just to, just to be able to like support my training schedule because you know, you're trying to book these different types of jobs around when you can get ice and all of that stuff and stay in shape. So to, to have this, this news about is, is, is huge for our, for our game. And it's a huge step forward. I mean, just, I just think about all the more time and energy that can go to um, growing our game and getting better as hockey players and growing our league. If you just think about all that time that we spend working, it can go now into growing the women's side of the game, which is super exciting. So, Now, one thing that just happened uh, this past weekend, eight Buttes were selected to be in the All-Star game. Uh, luckily, it was in Buffalo this year after uh, the restrictions up here in Ontario caused it to be moved. Just talk mm -hmm. about the honor to see so many of your teammates there. It's awesome. I know I'm just met like most of those girls, but like, it's so cool to see them. And I wish I could have been there to support them and see what the, the all-star game was like, but obviously like our organization is super proud of them. I'm super proud of them. Um, I'm ho I hope they had a good time. Like it, it looked like a lot of fun. Now, every All-Star game in the NHL, there's always one superstar that comes out of it with a highlight video. And this year, it had to go to CJ on your team. Talk about Carly Jackson, that shootout goal. Yeah, uh, she, she's funny. Like, it doesn't surprise me that she had she had a, a couple tricks up her sleeve for the shootout goal. So, um, no, she's super fun to be around. Like, 
I just remember, I mean, I haven't been around the team that much yet, but like the first day, and this just kind of shows you the type of personality she is the first day we walk into, I walk in a locker room, I'm meeting everyone. Like I have like, okay, that's so-and-so, that's so-and-so. Okay. Like I'm introducing myself and later comes in CJ. She goes, Hey, Cap, sup, my dude. <laughs> and I think from that point on, my shoulders just kind of relaxed. It was like, sup, dude. Like, <laughs> so it was, it was really cool. Like, she's just super chill. Like, like she said, like she said in her interview, she's always vibing. So like awesome person. I look forward to getting to know her more. Uh, yeah, just a cool personality to have in the locker room. Now, take us through your first professional game in the league. Who was it against and what were the nerves like? Um, it was against Toronto, and we were up in Toronto. And it was tough because I hadn't played game in, like, two years, like a, like a legitimate game. I played some pickup games, like, consistently throughout these two years. But, like, a official game, I had like, the last official game was when we were in Russia. So um, – that was, it was tough for me because it was on a big ice sheet <laughs> on the Olympic sheet out there, which is not easy for anyone coming back into the game. Uh, but I made it through. Um, it was a tough weekend for our team. Uh, we, we, we had a couple losses. Um, it was just a tough, tough weekend up there. But I, I felt like I didn't even have time to have nerves because I was just like, focus on training I was focused on getting back to Syracuse after Christmas break and all that so I was just like you know what I don't got time for nerves we just got to go in and we got to do it we got to play and we just got to hope for the best and so that's what I did now take us through your first goal in the league and uh who was it against it was against Minnesota it was this past uh past weekend I think or uh, maybe a weekend before I don't know but it was uh it was cool um I just got done coaching at RIT and I didn't really think much I was going to do well in the game that I was going to because I just hopped off the bench, hopped in the car, I drove to Buffalo, <laughs> I threw the gear on and made it just in time for warm-ups. <laughs> so I talk about going from job to, to hockey, like that's just kind of the lifestyle right now for me. Um, so I didn't really, I didn't really think I was going to play well. I was just, all right, here's another chance where I just got to, I just got to do it. I just got to play and hope for the best. And that time uh, we had, uh, I was playing with Missy and, and Cass and Cass took the, the puck along the goal line, just threw it on that. And it was a nice rebound and I just kind of hit it in close to the net. So it was cool. Now, one person on your team that I want to talk about that I've uh, had on in a previous podcast was uh, Hunter and Taylor Akosi, actually. But uh, Captain Akosi, talk about what she brings to the table as a leader in that dressing room. Oh, she's cool. Like, I was lucky to have her as a roommate in Toronto. Like, I don't think they're like, she was just, she's just a great person to have as like a first roommate, like super chill. Um it was great. Like that, that whole night we were just chatting about college hockey. We're around the same age. So I was laughing. She had me laughing, like just spitting out jokes. It was so fun. Um, so it was cool to get her to know her in that sense. Like she was just super chill as a roommate and all that, but I do admire her ability to like show up to the rink and 
um also be chill but also like if there's something that needs to be said like she's not afraid to so i i think it's really cool that uh i had her as a roommate because i got to learn both sides of her as a as as a like a, a teammate as a roommate all that so it was really cool has she ever told you the um mario kart story no she is not her and her sister were they were like five and seven i think it got told on the episode with them but um i think it was hunter hit her with like the wii remote right in the tooth or right in the mouth or something and like lost a tooth <laughs> because because hunter got mad that she lost or something like that i forget the exact details but that next time you see her you'll have to bring it up and just say i told you and she'll know exactly what the story is so that was a good one that got brought up. <laughs> I had them both on, but yeah, that was a one that I always remember for sure. Cool. I'll have to ask you about it. Now we'll get into some fun questions here before we wrap things up. If you were left on a stranded island with three of your teammates from the Buffalo Buttes, who would you choose and why? um uh, well personally like I I this is a hard question I wish I could like have more time with <laughs> with my buffalo buttes to, to see who would help me survive stranded on an island I really I've only played four games with some of them but I know we'd have a great time like I, I'd say like I mean CJ like she'd be super chill on the beach you know not worried about a thing um Kersey she'd She'd also be pretty chill, but you'd know, like, okay, what do we need to do <laughs> to, to survive? <laughs> and I, I think uh, Keenan would be a good time, too. Like, we were in the Pele box the other day, and we were just joking around. And I think there's a gif on on Twitter of us. She was explaining how she got into the box, and it's just super funny. Like, she's, she's going through the motions with her hands, and then she's wrapping her arm around me. Like, and it's just, she's just a fun, fun girl to be around. So uh, those three. Those three I'd pick. Now, obviously, big uh, series against Penn State this upcoming weekend. What does Syracuse need to do to prepare for uh, going into that arena and playing in front of a sold-out arena at Penn State? Yeah. Uh, it. I mean, it is a big weekend for us. It is a big weekend. Uh, I think we just need to be focusing on what we've been working on the past couple weeks and playing hard. And doing the little things and putting the puck in the net. We've been pretty good at that so far um, in the second half. So just focusing on the things that we've been working on and keeping it simple. And now finally, before we wrap things up here, what's your most embarrassing hockey story? Oh, God. You got to hit, hit me with one. <laughs> it's going to take me a bit to think. I probably have a lot. I think um, one time when we were younger, it was, we were in nationals and I was a U19 nationals. And um, I wouldn't, maybe this is, it's, it's embarrassing, but also like, it still haunts me in my dreams. <laughs> And um, so our gear got locked in someone's rental car and we're on our way to like the semifinals 
of uh, the national, like the youth nationals. Like this is the biggest game we've ever played. Um, and I'm sick. I have like a, like a flu or something and our gear gets locked into someone's rental car at the hotel, which is like an hour away from the rink because there's no hotels. It's, it's a packed nationals tournament. So a parent accidentally took another parent's rental car keys. So they, so, and they left to go to the rink. So our gear was stuck in a rental car at the hotel, which was an hour away. So we're getting, the mom realizes that once she gets to the rink and she's driving all the way back to the hotel, we're freaking out. Cause you know, we're like, oh, we can't miss this game. So we're getting dressed in the back seat. She's like going super fast on the highway trying to get us to the game. Finally, we roll up again. One of those times where you just hop on the ice for warmups and the coach pulls aside and he's like, all right, it's, it's done. You're here. Go play. Have fun. <laughs> I mean, to this day, it still like haunts me in my dreams. So <laughs> I still have dreams about it. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's one of those things where it's not college where you have a, an actual long warm-up and then a little bit of a break before you get things going. You're, you're still in your minor hockey days, so you warm up, then you have a speech from your coach on the bench, and you're out there to play. So that one's definitely one where it's yeah. no warm-up, and you're just going in after sitting in a car for an hour. So that's that's definitely one. Yeah, yeah. That's definitely one to remember, but... Yeah. Claudia, I'd like to thank you for coming on here today. We wish you the absolute best of luck the rest of the season in your playing and coaching career. First of all, with the Buffalo Buttes and coaching with Syracuse, go out and win a national championship this year. Oh, yeah, that's right. Super excited. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on.